Well, I want to welcome you to the Hills Church at Home. In fact, I encourage you to go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can download today's message notes. You can also download our kids' activity sheet. In fact, on the back of the message notes is the story of the Christmas nail, the nail decoration that we talk about every year. In fact, read it and you'll see what to do for your Christmas tree. Yes, I have on the, the red jacket every Sunday here in uh, December. So my title today is Believe. Believe. In fact, let me, before we get started, let me read that one verse out of Mark chapter 1 verse 15. It says, Jesus said these words, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. You know, Christmas time, we notice department stores, they use the slogan, believe. Uh, you'll see uh, various Christmas decor that use the words believe. So I ask the question, what, what am I supposed to believe in? You know, a lot of times it's, they say the Christmas spirit, or right, the magic of Christmas. But what do, what do I believe in? Well, when we believe in the gospel, we believe the story that Jesus was born. In fact, we know this in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 14, verse, verse 1 says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool has said in his heart. So we believe in the gospel. We believe that God created all things and that God sent his son into the world. And we celebrate it during the month of December that Jesus came to be born to walk among us, to be sinless, to lay down his own life as a sacrifice for our sins, to be raised from the dead so that we could be saved, filled with the Spirit, and now carry out his work and take the gospel to others to repent and believe in this gospel. Well, we touched on this story last week. I want to pick this back up and Luke chapter 5, remember the, that word believe, believe. Luke chapter 1, I'm going to start in verse 5. And again, uh, remember, this is well before the story of Mary and Joseph, both hearing from an angel visiting and then in a dream. And listen to this, Luke chapter 5, or Luke chapter 1, verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest, name Zacharias, of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all of the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Let me read that again. And they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and ordination of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before the Lord in order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn the incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside 
at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said to the angel, how can I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words which have been fulfilled in their own time. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. And so it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his own house, now, after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked upon me to take away my reproach from among men. Well, we read this story today, and we see well before uh, the angel goes to make the announcement to Mary, well before uh, he stirs Joseph in a dream about what's going to take place. He always will prepare the way. And in fact, he's going to do so uh, with John. Now, notice the one verse that we read. They were both righteous before the Lord, in right standing before the Lord. In all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Righteous before the Lord and blameless. Now, I thought of this too. It's interesting when we read our Bibles that great women, men and women of faith, also had their moments of doubt. Great men and women of faith in the Bible also had their moments of doubt. You know, I said this last week, uh, okay, they're blameless, and they've take and they've done all the commandments. They know the scriptures that this very thing happened to Abraham and Sarah, and God had given them a promise. And now a promise comes before Zacharias, 
and he completely doubts what God says. He does not believe. Now, interesting that all throughout the Bible, as I said before, great men and women doubt when God speaks. You know, we, we read the story of Gideon that when God finds him, he's actually hiding and he's hiding in where they thresh the wheat. And when God begins to call him out and he calls him out as great man of valor, Gideon doubts. In fact, he, he wants to test the Lord to make sure that his promise is true. Why do we doubt what God says? Why don't we, why don't we believe it? We've been given enough examples in the Bible that when people were given instructions by the Lord, it seems so crazy. These older ones having a baby. All throughout the Bible, huge challenges, but God's promises. In fact, it's interesting, even as John gets older and John is in prison and John prepared the way for Jesus, that John sends his disciples back to Jesus and his disciples wondering if Jesus is actually the Son of God. In fact, we read this, that Jesus answers and tells them this, Go tell John the things you have seen and heard. The blind see. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the gospel is preached to them. Even John from an early age, when probably asked about his name and asked about his life and whatever they shared with him, he knew and he said that when Jesus came on, he was preparing the way. He wasn't even worthy to, to tie or untie his sandals. And yet in prison, he has this moment of doubt. Is this the one? You know, one of those things that we battle here is, do we believe or do we not believe? In fact, it's interesting that God's instructions, even to Zacharias, were simple. All he had to do was believe. And all of the things that the apostles, or the disciples that were apostles, saw Jesus do, and all of the miracles, in all of the teachings, in seeing him take control of wind and sea, the question that they asked, in fact, that they wanted to be taught, they wanted him to teach them how to pray but they also wanted to learn how to increase their faith. The understanding and the ability that they needed to increase to believe God at his word. Now, we, when we jump back into the story with Zacharias, it's interesting that the very first thing that Zacharias says, and he says to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. Or he's saying, how shall I know this? How are you going to prove this? And the angel Gabriel says, and we mentioned this verse last week, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until these days take place because you did not believe the words which were fulfilled in their own time. You did not believe the words. You know, I wondered how many times has God spoken to us, and if we had this very same scenario, if we didn't believe, we couldn't speak until it was fulfilled. It's interesting that when Zacharias hears the promise, he reflects 
back on himself rather than on God. Notice the contrast between how man would speak and how there's power in God's word. Zacharias thinks back to himself how this is going to be fulfilled. Gabriel thinks forward to standing in God's presence, and the word of God overcomes the word of man. The word of God overcomes the word of man. I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of the Lord. That word of God overcomes the word of men. Notice this, how powerful the word of God is. Zacharias did not believe and was made mute, doesn't speak until John was born, but the word of God does not return to itself void. It does not turn to itself empty. And like the apostles, our prayer should be like them, Lord, increase our faith. How do I build my faith? I read the Bible. I read the promises. I memorize them. I go back and I look at the different characters in the Bible and their challenges, but when God spoke, it's my resolve to believe. doesn't matter what it looks like. I don't look at uh, how I can control it or how I can participate it, or even if I have the raw skills, I go back and I believe what God said. Great men and women of faith in the Bible doubted what God said, but God proved himself faithful. Don't doubt what God has spoken over your life. Believe in the gospel. Believe in his promises. If he can orchestrate down that uh, John, the one that would prepare the way for his son, would be born through a couple that could not have kids, and by some people, by one that was blameless before the Lord in all that they did, and he didn't believe, and God can fulfill that promise anyways, he will fulfill the promise in your life. You have to believe. We don't believe in some spirit of Christmas or some magic of Christmas. We believe in the word of God, and the word of God is active and the word of God is working in your life. Well, Father, we pray today and we thank you for your word. We thank you for this example. In fact, when we read through the Bible, this very thing happens to Mary. This very thing happens to Joseph in a dream. Mary says those words, let it be according to your word. Father, I pray over all of us that if we have ever doubted what you have said, if we've ever gone by what we see, we come back to your very spoken promises and let it be according to your words over our life. In Jesus' name, amen. As we give today in our tithes and offerings, I want to read this one verse to us, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Listen to this one. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it was this day. He gives you the power 
to get wealth. You know, I was talking with somebody this week and they were, uh, they were explaining to me the difference between these lab created diamonds and the natural diamonds where evidently most of the diamonds come out of the diamond mines of uh, South Africa. But I thought it was interesting that when those diamonds um, are taken out in the raw form, the nation and the country that has the best diamond designer, designers or the ones that fabricate it best or cut the diamond the best are found in Israel. Interesting that that promise would go out even into uh, the children of Israel, but passed on to us, remember the Lord your God, it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant as you swore to your fathers as it is this day. Allow him to give you the power to get wealth, but establish his covenant. What's his covenant? His covenant is to get the gospel out into the entire world. So as he uses you to get income and wealth and opportunities, establish it through his kingdom in your giving and watch what he does. Pray this with me. As I give in today's offering, I remember your promises to me because you are the God of miracles and the God of provision. I remember today that you are the reason that I am blessed. You have given me the strength to work, to start my business, to finish my schooling, and to invest my resources. You are the reason for all of my blessings. When I pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. If you're giving today, you can give online. You could go to our website, Hills Church Arcadia. .org. It's safe, fast, and secure. If you're giving by mail, you can write to us, The Hills Church, P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia, California, 91066. Give and watch what the Lord does in your life. Hey, well, I encourage you to join us each and every Sunday as we dig into that topic of looking in the scriptures to believe looking in the scriptures to believe. Would you take time today and go through those, Luke chapter one, and read the story of Zacharias and Elizabeth. Watch how God performed his word. You can then go into chapter two, watch how God performed his promises and his word through Mary and through Joseph. But you can also read all the way back through the Bible and increase your faith when God speaks he provides and answers and accomplishes what he said. We pray those things over your life. Psalm 121, 1 and 2, I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help, your help, your help this week comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The Lord bless you. You have a great day. God bless you.